Well, hey there, welcome back. Today we are going to be discussing how to talk and teach our children about nutrition in a positive way. So this topic actually came up because I was discussing with one of my macro clients about how we could talk to our children or what things she could say to her children to keep nutrition pretty positive. And she said to me, you should totally do a podcast episode on how to talk nutrition with children or how to get your kids to eat healthy. And I was like, you're totally right. I'm going to do one. So today I'm going to be discussing nutrition for babies and kids and just give you some simple ideas I've learned and maybe some tips and tricks and hopefully it will be helpful for you as well. My name's Andrea Allen and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I've made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here and I hope you stay a while. Now, before we get started, let me say this is just my experience. I know every kid is different. I know every family is different. But these are things that have worked for me and some ideas that we have found effective. And I'm also going to share with you some Instagram accounts that I think are definitely worth checking out because they're really good at working with a variety of different kinds of kids. The first thing I'm going to talk about is babies. Obviously, when babies are born, we may do formula or breast milk, whatever is right for you, and then we move them to, you know, pureed foods, and we're really good about giving them fruits and vegetables and, you know, turkey medley or whatever, all the different kinds of, you know, foods they have in baby foods, and we're really good about that. And then all of a sudden, we switch to solids, and the first thing we put on their tray to have them try solid food is bread and crackers, and bananas, which don't get me wrong, none of these foods are bad in themselves. But if you think about it, we just put a bunch of different plain muted carbs onto their tray because we're like so worried they're going to choke and we want them to like whatever their finger food is. So with my babies, what I did, which is I found very effective and people who I have taught the same concept to have found it effective is I build their plate, a baby's plate as I'm introducing them to solids, the same as I would my own plate with proteins, fats, and carbs. I want them from a young age to learn to try a variety of food. And I actually try to not double up on the food. So if I gave them a banana at breakfast, I'm not going to put banana on their tray at lunch and at dinner. I'm going to try to change it up. So for example, when they were little, when they were babies, I would maybe do a protein. I would maybe do some ham or some cheese or, you know, some really sliced small pieces of turkey, um, whatever you want, even some edamame, you know, that can be small, you can smash that up. And then I would add normally a fruit and a vegetable for carbs. And I would put anything chopped up very small, strawberries, blueberries, very soft pieces of pear that I would like kind of smash. Vegetables, I would do chopped tomatoes, chopped peas, corn, all kinds of just small finger foods, even green beans. I would use like soft green beans. So I would cook them so they were soft and chop them kind of small and just kind of keep giving a variety of a protein and some carbs. And then I would also do a fat. Now, if I gave them cheese, I normally wouldn't add a fat very much because obviously cheese is protein and fat, but often I would do avocado, olives. I might do 
yogurt or whatever other things that I found that was just a solid healthy fat. Now I would take and I would make sure that at each meal that they would have a variety of things on their tray to choose from because like any kids, they're picky at first and there's some things they're going to like and there's some things they're not. So I would make sure to mix up the food and that there would be at least four items on their tray, if not five. I really liked if there were more. And that might be a little amounts. Maybe I'd give them two different vegetables or two different fruits or two different kinds of meat, whether it was just like little bits of salmon or whatever it was, you know, with turkey. So they had a variety. That I feel like helped develop their taste buds in a variety of food. I never just put all carbs on their plate because I want them to learn to eat how I eat, which is a balanced plate with proteins, fats, and carbs. And I found that very effective for my babies. So if you are still in the baby stage and you're going to introduce solids to them, think that they should eat like you do just in smaller, softer, smushier amounts. And if you were eating, would you do well on a tray of just bananas, crackers, and bread? Probably not. So make sure that you're mixing their foods in. Whatever you like to eat, I would think about things I would like to eat. And then I would think, how can I make that soft? How can I make that soft for them to try? And I would look at it that way. How can I feed them exactly what I'm eating, but in a soft way so that like they're not going to choke on it? Now, with my kids now, they I have a four-year-old and I have two seven-year-olds and then I have Easton who's two. And I still really work on giving them a variety, but obviously they're picky. Obviously they have their own taste buds, but we still kind of work on a variety. But now we're to the point where we discuss food and what it actually does for you. As a baby, you're just putting food on their tray and trying to get them to eat a variety. But now I'm trying to teach my kids to be aware of what food is and what it does for you. So my first tip in teaching kids about nutrition, because we're to the point where you do teach them, they're not babies anymore, is to keep everything super positive about food. I don't ever use the words good or bad when I talk about food. I never talk about food related to weight. I have clients who grew up in homes where their parents would always make comments about certain food making them fat or certain food being super bad for them and it stuck with them as adults and it hurt. So I would avoid any conversation, anything, even them overhearing you say anything about food that it is bad for you or um, it can make you gain weight or make you fat or whatever you say at your home. So be very positive. In episode 11, I talk about assumptions and I explain how assumptions become our thoughts and our thoughts become our beliefs and then they affect our decisions. So 90% of the things that we decide about like just in general in life come from our automatic subconscious programming. So the things that we heard and we thought as kids oftentimes become beliefs to us and stick with us. So if we are hearing comments about how food is bad, how food is bad, how this food's bad or that food makes you fat, that is going to stick with that kid as an adult and cause them to be possibly obsessed with certain foods or cause them to avoid certain foods, which then can make them overdo those foods later because that creates that restriction mentality, which also hurts people. And often as adults, because kids have heard these things as you know kids and they saw food in a negative light, a lot of my clients now that I work with, I have to retrain their mindset around food and make it a little bit more positive because we have to, you know, correct and undo things that were said to them or said around them as kids 
over and over and over again that, you know, went into their automatic subconscious and became a real belief, even though they weren't. So as I said, my first tip is be positive with food and then be smart with your words because they sink in. As I've explained, we don't want those things going into their subconscious and affecting them later. And let me be super clear about this, about food in general, like as we're talking about things that become our beliefs, carbs do not make you fat. Fat does not make you fat. Protein does not make you fat or bulky. People are always scared they're going to turn into the Hulk if they have too much protein. What causes problems for people is when you are not having a balanced diet and understanding what food does for you to help you reach your goals and to have a good lifestyle. Let that sink in for a minute. Carbs are not the problem. Fat is not the problem. Protein is not the problem. Even sugar or whatever else that you have issues with, it, that is not the problem. The problem is not having a balanced diet. And by balanced, that can mean more than one thing. It doesn't just mean, you know, that you are overeating. Now, while a balanced diet can mean that you're overeating, quite often for many people and especially clients that I work with, and if you follow me on Instagram, you care about health, very often a lot of people are under eating. They have been taught to starve themselves to lose weight. And if you are one of those people, I suggest you go back to episode 10, where I talk about when a calorie deficit backfires, and episode 11, where I talk about reverse dieting. But in short, when you undereat, that is also an unbalanced diet that is going to slow down your metabolism. Your body is smart. It's going to protect itself. So anything that you put in your mouth because you're not eating enough and it's not meeting its basic metabolic needs, it's going to hoard. It's going to store to use as energy because it's not able to meet its BMR. So that creates, you know, the storage that we talk about and also Uh, you know, not only that will your body store weight, it also is commonly linked with the binge cycle where someone all of a sudden has cravings and the urge to overeat and you binge one night and then the next night you try to make up for it by under eating the whole next day and then maybe a day later or that night or a few days later you binge again and that creates the binge cycle, which is another reason people have issues losing weight because their diet is not balanced because they are under eating, which is causing overeating and so their body cannot lose the weight. So there are three different ways your diet can be unbalanced. Overeating, undereating, and then obviously that cycle between overeating and undereating. And that is the problem. Food in general, just a certain food group or a certain macro or a certain treat, that is not the problem. It's an unbalanced diet. So I really want that to sink in and we can stop you know, blaming certain foods. It's the diet being balanced. That's the problem. So in order to teach my children about balanced diets, I teach my children exact same way that I teach my macro coaching clients about food. I teach them about the benefits in a positive light of macronutrients, of proteins, fats, and carbs. Now, you are welcome to research these three macronutrients yourself and see some of the benefits and break them down in an easy way that your kids can understand. But I will tell you some of the ways that I have explained to my children how they help them. I never talk about how food hurts them. I only talk about how it helps them. So I will say to my children, 
Protein is so good for you. Protein helps build your bones. It actually makes your hair and skin better. It helps you build muscle so that you can get strong. When you're stronger, you're able to run faster. You're able to do the monkey bars. You're able to pick things up. You can play longer during the day. And you can do all sorts of fun things when you have enough protein. So I just created protein in a positive light. Then I might explain to them, and my kids know this, but as you're talking to your kids about nutrition, you may just want to explain what the three you know, are, protein, fats, and carbs, and then paint them in the positive light. So next I will say, fat helps keep you full. It actually helps your brain build membranes, which makes your brain stronger and smarter. Don't you want a smarter brain when you're in school? That would be so great. You could do your math problems better. It's really important that you eat healthy fats so that you can have a strong brain and you cannot be hungry and feel satisfied when you're playing games with your friends. For carbs, I would say carbs give you energy. Carbs help you run faster when you're playing soccer so you can get the goal. Carbs allow you to jump and and be able to climb trees and do all kinds of things all day long. I've taken those three things and made them very positive. There's no reason for me to then get into, if you overdo carbs, it's bad for you. And if you eat too much fat, you're going to do this. And sugar is bad. I don't need to say any of those things. I literally don't need to say anything. I just need to paint what food does for them in a positive light so they are not scared of food. Because the fear of food is not good for long-term lifestyle and keeping a healthy, balanced diet. Another thought besides just explaining what, you know, the three macronutrients are and what they do for a child's body and our bodies, like I even explained to my kids, when I have enough proteins, fats, and carbs, I can exercise better and I can run with you guys and I can push my stroller better when we're at the beach and I can swim in the water with you. You can paint it even positive so they see the things you do and that you're better off when you eat those things too and how they make you stronger. So not only do I point out what food does to make us, you know, better and stronger and the good things food does, I will also point out how it makes us feel. And, you know, I've already said, I point out a lot of times how it makes us stronger. Every little kid loves being strong. They love that thought. In fact, I explained this one time in an Instagram story and I had someone write me back who was a teacher and she said, I've been asked telling my kids, you know, they're eating their lunches and I've been telling my kids... Eat the thing on your plate that makes you the strongest first. And they're all pointing out to each other the food that makes them strongest and trying to eat it first so that they can be strong and have big muscles. That's creating such a positive atmosphere around, you know, maybe in their lunch, they only have one thing that's going to make them strong. Maybe the other things aren't going to make them as strong. But if they can pick that out and say, oh, that piece of cheese is going to make me strong or that bar or whatever it is that they're having, that's good for them to see it in a positive light instead of saying, don't eat the treat, don't eat the candy, don't eat junk food, don't eat that, avoid sugar, point out, eat this, eat that. This makes you strong. How does this make you feel? All of the good things, point out everything good you can find about food that helps them. That is painting food again in a positive light based on what it does for them and how it makes them feel. As I mentioned, my kids are from the age of two to seven, and I feel like that's a very effective way of teaching them at this point because they care about those things right now. The outside world, magazines, social media, other people, kids at school, all of them are going to paint food enough in a negative light 
that it doesn't need to come from you. I had a post recently where I talked about how we could be a little bit better than our mothers because maybe like me, you grew up in a home where your mom was super kind and helpful, but my mom also made a lot of comments about her own food that I overheard. I remember my mom saying so often as a kid, well, I wonder if this is going to be fattening or I can't have that because it's fattening. And now I'm like, what the heck does that even mean fattening? But as a kid, it made me scared to eat fat because I was like, oh, I wonder if that's fattening. And I had to retrain myself. I, I mean, I feared that. I feared eating fat probably as a teenager in, in my early 20s as well. And I had to retrain my own mind to not fear fat. And that fat had good purpose for me. There was a purpose behind fat. And healthy fats are amazing for you. And I know in our era, we had a lot of parents who made comments about themselves or made comments to us as kids. So I just want to encourage you to avoid any negative comments and be very positive in your home to yourself and to your kids and when you discuss food in general and they are in front of you. And honestly, even if they're not in front of you, you got to change your mindset around food yourself. You have to like reframe it and make it positive yourself if you're trying to fix your own relationship with food. You can't fix your kid's relationship with food or help theirs if you have a bad relationship. So you have to reframe your own relationship around food and all the things that it does for you and that the balance is what helps you hit your goals. They are going to hear enough about food from other people. So just try to keep it not negative at home. Now, if we're staying super positive about food in our home, that's not going to stop our kids from hearing things outside of the home or hearing things even from us that we've said in the past or said in the slip of a tongue by mistake, and we hear them say things negatively about food. We are going to want to address those still so that we can reframe their thoughts about food. For example, my seven-year-old came home the other day, Olivia, and she said something about junk food, how she was like, oh, I don't want to eat too much junk food. Now, that's a great thought. But I don't want her to fear food in general because I've seen what it does to adults. So I knew she had heard that from someone at school, which is fine. But I explained to her in that moment when I heard her say that because I don't call food junk food. I call food food. I explained to her, you know, there's all different kinds of foods. And some foods just make you a little bit stronger. They allow you to run faster. They allow your heart to work better. They allow the blood to go through your veins better. And those foods just help you live life a little bit better. So instead, we just want to focus on making sure we are getting enough of those foods that make us stronger. And some people will call foods that don't make us as strong junk food. And it doesn't mean that we can't have them sometimes. It just means we want to focus on the things that are going to make us strong. End of story. It was over. It was done. I didn't need to say, yes, there's totally junk food. Don't eat that. It's going to make you gain weight. I mean, she's seven, so I wouldn't say that. But I don't need to paint a super negative light around junk food, even though we all know it's not as healthy for us. Instead, I painted a positive light around the food that is healthy for us and helped remind her that's just where we want to focus. We don't, you know, that's what's going to make us live a better life. Obviously, my children are little. My oldest is almost eight. My twins are almost eight. So I do not have all the answers. I know that, you know, balancing out my children's plate, balancing my own plate has been effective and teaching them a very positive view of food has been helpful for us so far. But I know that every kid is different. Every situation is different. And this is just what has worked for me since my kids were little. I have one child who has really adult taste buds and loves to eat what we like. And I have another child who does not like her food to mix 
at all. She literally doesn't want any food to touch. So sometimes I know with kids, you have to think outside the box. After we've painted food in a positive light, it doesn't mean that they're going to love everything healthy, but we just have to keep trying to look at a variety of foods. I'm going to attach a link for a food list in this that just breaks down foods and proteins, fats, and carbs, which will help give you some ideas. And obviously it's not going to list every food, but it's going to list some and it will help hopefully give you ideas. And I know that sometimes it helps having an outsider even explain ideas or give us ideas for like how to deal with our kids. For example, my child that does not like food to touch, she loves pizza. And sometimes we get pizza and we are totally good with that. But she, when she'd eat it, she would, she'd like pull off the cheese and then she was licking the sauce off and then she would eat the crust. And I was like, oh my gosh, you cannot eat like that. You look like a barbarian. Obviously, I didn't say that to her. I just thought it in my head, okay, because she did. And I was like, you can't eat it like that. You have to eat it like this. You have to eat it like this. And we were, and I kept saying, you got to eat the pizza like this. And I couldn't see a different idea to help her eat that pizza. And it took an outsider. My sister was there with me one time. And my sister Ashley said, Andrea, she doesn't want to eat the pizza like that, but she loves pizza. So give her another option. And so my sister went and grabbed a fork and said, you're going to take your fork. You're going to pull the cheese off. You're going to scrape off the sauce and eat the sauce. And then you can use the fork if you want to eat the cheese. And then you can pick up the crust and eat it. It was so simple. But being on the inside, I couldn't see another way to help her. And sometimes as parents, that happens that we can't see another way to help our kid who might be picky eater or might not like something that everyone else does how to fix it. So I'm going to give you two Instagram accounts that I love who are so good at giving ideas for picky eaters, for balancing plates, for teaching about treats and teaching about balance and what's good for them and all these things. And I think these accounts are so solid. I stand behind them like 1000% each one of them. The first one, I'm going to say how it's said on Instagram so you can look look it up. It's kids.eat.in.color. So the name is kids eat in color, but there's a dot in between each one. And the other account is feeding littles, all one word. Both of these accounts are going to show tons of ideas for you to make meal ideas that kids would like, how to switch out maybe some not as, you know, healthy foods, things that maybe wouldn't make them as strong as we're talking about, to things that are going to be, make them stronger, how to kind of do that in a plate. It will give examples of both, show how to mix in, you know, treats and mix in sweets so it becomes normal for them and they don't have to be obsessed with it and all of those things. It's going to be Seriously, these accounts are so good. So if you have a picky eater or you have some issues with trying to get a kid to try new foods or trying to figure out how to help a kid who you've already explained to them that these foods make you strong and they're like, no, mom, sorry, that's not cutting it for me. Go follow these two accounts. They're going to give you a ton of information. They're both awesome. Now, as you know, I do not have teenagers. And maybe I will redo this whole podcast when I do have teenagers. But for now, the way that I have taught food to my children, the way I've done it with them as babies, and then kind of painted food in a positive light has, you know, been effective in our home. But I still think even if you have teenagers, that being very smart with your words is really important because words are very sticky and the brain does not forget them. 
So no matter what the age of your child, I think we should create some positivity around food and its ability to help us instead of hurt us. Because my clients who have a mentality of fear of food or, you know, just a lot of discouragement and like avoiding food, I have a much harder time getting them to have success with weight loss or just have success with balance in their life because they have to retrain their mind around food and seeing food in a good way for helping them. And they're trying to like, you know, work on their self-esteem and their connection with that, not only just like building a balanced diet. So that's kind of like a, a thicker issue to work through. And I think it's important that if we kind of did that, a lot of those issues come from, you know, when we were kids and things that were said when kids. And so I think if we can be better about being positive about food, it's going to be a lot better for our kids. Just one more thought about the power of the mind and our thoughts when it comes to food. I want you to think about that guy that treats the girl bad. He's never nice to her. He kind of is like, whatever. And the girl's like clamoring for him. And then finally, one day, the girl's like, I'm over you. You do not treat me good. And then all of a sudden, the guy's like, oh, you don't want me. And they come and they want that girl so bad. They just are like so upset that all of a sudden she is over him. We do the same thing with food over and over and over again. We tell ourselves how bad certain food is, how we should never eat it, how we should avoid it, how this food's going to make us fat or it's going to do this and that. And then all we want is that food. All we want to do is eat that chocolate cake because we've told ourselves 1,000 times that we can't have that chocolate cake. And so what happens is in your mind, don't eat chocolate cake fires 100 times. And that turns into just chocolate cake, chocolate cake, chocolate cake, firing in your brain over and over and over again. And then finally, you eat that piece of chocolate cake and you're like, oh my gosh, I have made a bad decision. I am a ba- I, I'm being bad right now. So I might as well just eat the rest of the cake. And that perpetuates the poor relationship with food. So I think even as I talk about, you know, making sure our kids don't have a poor relationship with food and they're seeing food in a positive light and not overly restrictive, it's really important for us as the adults to work on our relationship with food and paint food in a positive light for ourselves. And we can honestly help our kids and help ourselves if we lead by example. And since I mentioned chocolate cake, let me also make sure this is totally clear that I know that certain foods are not very good for you. I know that all food is not created equal. And you can send me all the messages you want in DMs or on Instagram or even write, you know, a review that telling me that sugar is bad. And I know that. But I think what is worse is building an unhealthy relationship with food because we are so obsessed with avoiding certain food that we end up overdoing that food. And so I think that having a mentality of 80-20 and teaching our children the positivity of food because they're already going to get the negative is going to be way more effective. My kids love sweets just as much as the next kid. And I honestly love a good old cookie just as much as the next person. But what I care about most is that my kids or I, when we have a cookie, that we learn to have it guilt-free and to move on. 
I don't want them to have an unbalanced diet and fear because they had a cookie that they're all of a sudden need to eat less food the next day and then they overeat and then they undereat and then they try to starve or we overdo it and eat all the cookies. Those are all unbalanced diets and unbalanced diets are the enemy. Having that obsession with food and avoiding and then overdoing it, that is the enemy, not the food. I'd rather them have the cookie and move on. I don't want them to shame themselves. And I feel like, and I don't want them to feel like one cookie is going to ruin everything. And because they made one bad choice, which it's not even a bad choice, but you know, it's labeled a bad choice or they're being bad to think that they, you know, are going to have issues or to think that they can't go back or to have that guilt because that mindset starts as kids. And if we can avoid that mindset for our children, they're going to be 10 steps ahead as adults and not have that negative relationship with food. So I talked about being positive. I talked about teaching, you know, what proteins, fats, and carbs do for your body. I talked about how they make you feel and being aware of what kids are hearing on the outside, you know, what other people, media, wherever else is telling them so that we can keep teaching food in a positive light. But we can also do it as an example. Like, what are we doing at home? I know... Many mothers have fears and worries about a child or a teenager who they worry about their weight. And in my opinion, this is just my opinion, I would say nothing ever about a child's weight. I would never focus on their appearance. I feel like a child needs love at home at all costs and that that should be, I don't know why this makes me emotional. That should be a safe haven. Your home needs to be a safe haven for your child and not a place where they're judged because they're going to get judged enough on their appearance in the world and outside of your home. So don't let it happen in your home. If you are worried about your child's weight, and sometimes you know we want our child to be healthy, and so if you are worried about their weight, be aware of what you can do without saying anything. Be aware of the snacks that you are bringing in your home. If you buy Doritos, maybe switch to pretzels. Pretzels are still a great finger food and they're yummy. And if your kid's like, why are you buying pretzels? Where's the Doritos? Say, I just thought we'd try pretzels. Have you tried pretzels with hummus? It's really good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Don't say anything. Don't say, well, because I have to, uh, people are getting fat in this house. And so I need to change the the food that we're eating. No, don't say anything. Just say, I thought we'd try pretzels. And, And give them some dip options that might be healthy that they might like. And don't say anything. Say nothing about it. Just buy some maybe slightly healthier snacks. Make sure at the meals that you are bringing into your home that they have a healthy fat, a solid protein, and they are just not an abundance of carbs alone. Healthy fats and proteins are super good for keeping a balanced diet. And be aware of how often you're eating out and what you are getting when you're eating out. You don't have to say anything. As the mother in the home, I feel like you can adjust things without ever pointing out anything and still being very loving and still being concerned without having to say something. So I encourage you if you do have any, you know, fear or are wanting to help a child who has, you know, any sort of weight issues, even if they come to you and say that, don't say anything negative. Don't point anything out. Just tell them how fantastic they are and figure out how you can adjust as the adult to lead by example. And, you know, another example would even simply be 
Ask them if they want to go on a walk with you. Say, I'd love to go on a walk and talk with you. Do you want to go on a bike ride together? Say stuff like that instead of like, let's get you a gym pass because <laughs> you're looking, you none of your clothes are fitting you and I can't afford to buy you new clothes. Don't say things like that. I have enough clients who things were said like that to them as teenagers and kids and young adults and it has literally racked their sto- their soul with pain for years and years. So please at all costs avoid saying that th- those things. So please do not put your kids on cleanses with you or detoxes with you. Eat your meals with your kids. They are aware when you do not eat with them. Eat with your kids. Sit down and eat with them. And if they're eating something that you can't eat, maybe you should think about making your food match because I think that's effective. I think that they notice when we're not eating the same thing and that does make a wonky relationship with food. And they also hear you saying, I'm so bad for eating you know, this ice cream cone. Stop saying things like that because if we're leading by example, we don't want them to hear us saying, I'm so bad for eating this hamburger or I'm so bad for getting this cookie. You are not. You are a normal human being. You can have one cookie and not have issues. That is normal. That is 80-20, my friends, and that is realistic and creates a healthy relationship that we can maintain that focuses on mainly healthy foods but still has some moderation in there. So for leading by example, make sure that your words are matching what you are teaching them. And I think that will be super effective for helping them build a better relationship with food as well. I hope this podcast was helpful. I hope that one thing that you take away from this is that health is honestly as much of a mental shift as it is a shift in our food. Food is not the enemy. Food is not the problem. It is the way that you are thinking about food and the way you are managing food. And a lot of that comes from our mental connection and thoughts and beliefs about food. So I think if anything, if we can teach our children anything, you know, our littles especially because that's what I have experience with. If we can teach our little children anything, it's to have a positive relationship with food and realize that moderation is okay and see food for what it does in a good light and how it makes them better and stronger and faster. And then, you know, a little bit of moderation with that is totally fine. That, you know, a cookie sometimes is totally fine and never paint it in a bad light. That we can just stay positive with that. I hope this was helpful. If it was, I would love if you would write me a review. You can go to the top and there's reviews on Apple and Spotify or wherever you're listening. Or if you could take a screenshot, if you think this was effective with some good tips, if you can take a screenshot and share it on your social media, I love to see those as well. I hope that we can all have a positive light around food and realize food is not the enemy the way our mind is handling food is. All right, we'll talk next time. 